grab your wine, put your headphones on and relax. Let's rip open the cover of the sealed section. Welcome to After Dark with Louise Wilkinson. Well, good evening, listener. The news is official. We have another week of lockdown, which means possibly for you, another week of exploration with your lover or yourself. Tonight, Jasmine from Conscious Sexuality chats about pleasure and all that that entails. It's the second part of our series on the period queen, Lucy Peach, who is going to be telling us about the dream phase of the menstrual cycle. You'll have to listen in to find out what that is. And lastly, the gorgeous Timberlina will be along to solve your problems in the bedroom with In Bed with Timberlina. That's all coming up on this Thursday night in lockdown. Stay tuned. I'm Louise Wilkinson and you're listening to Lipstick After Dark. Want to unlock your pleasure? Jasmine invites you to push past your limiting beliefs around sex and love. It's conscious sexuality. Welcome back to Lipstick After Dark and it is always a pleasure to have this lady on our show and that is Jasmine Carmen from Conscious Sexuality. How are you this evening? I'm doing very well, thanks Louise. That's great. So Look, bit of a bit of a, a roller coaster week for us all, I think. Uh, but yeah. you have you always find the silver lining, Jasmine. So you're going to be talking today about how we as women might tap into our pleasure. Yes, correct. I do like to think I see the silver lining, but I do have my down days. So don't worry, I'm still human. <laughs> <laughs> we all are. Yes. <laughs> But yeah, I want to I want to touch on the topic of pleasure, and I know we've talked about pleasure a few times, but I want to read a paragraph from one of my favorite books. I would say it's my top one, and the book is called Pussy: A Reclamation by Regina Thomaser. Right, I have heard of that. Yeah, yeah. So you can, you know, if you're an audio listener, you can listen to it on audio and etc. But this is an amazing book, and I want to read something out of it to encourage women specifically as to why we should be tapping into our pleasure and what can happen when we do that. Oh, I love that. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. This is why something so remarkable happens when a woman begins to turn back on and tune back in. When she connects to her pussy, she becomes an unstoppable force, not through violence or domination, but through continually connecting to an ever-expanding sense of meaning and purpose. Meaning and purpose brought to her when she follows the true design of her life, charted by her most deeply held desires. Kind of like the way you just trust a tree to grow, once planted in her very own pussy, a woman begins to grow. She learns that she can deeply trust herself, and she pays close attention to her desires and treats them as her roadmap. Indecision vaporizes, and she can truly feel her deep yes and her deep no. She relaxes into the unknown rather than forcing or muscling her way through life. She knows that she can handle obstacles and understands that each one forces her to expand in new ways. She connects with her deep indigenous beauty 
no matter her age or her outer appearance. She experiences the divine in everything, especially herself, and she is connected to her own internal GPS. The very life force that she was warned against becomes her most intimate guide and companion, the most counter-honorable, trustworthy aspect of her life. Wow. (laughs) That's so powerful. (laughs) Yeah. It is so powerful, isn't it? And it really is about reclaiming uh, our sexuality and our purpose as women. Um, Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And, And, you know, the reason, like, why I, I guess I highlighted this particular um, paragraph in this book is it's really relevant, I guess, to the journey that I took as well. So mm. from speaking from personal experience, I allowed myself to tap in to my sexuality, um, my pussy, you know, my womb space. And through that, I found the desires and the pleasure in life that I had been looking for for a really long time. Yeah. And so it, it, you know, it's 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 not just like this fun concept of you know I guess getting to be sexual and and then having the confidence to be flirtatious and things like that. It's about it's tapping into more than that. It's about tapping into like what are the things that light us up as a human and what are the things that we really want to achieve and desire and see in our life. Um, and that's what just this simple act of like tuning into ourselves can do. Yeah, well, you're exactly right there. I mean, it, it is so much more than just um, sexuality or the sex act. It's mm. um, the way that you navigate your life, um, you know, taking control of that and owning that uh, is, yeah, paramount to to being authentic, I think. Yes, exactly, to being authentic and to being able to live authentically as yourself. And so I I would personally recommend to any woman who is on a journey of, you know, really trying to come into herself or really work out who she is or find the confidence that she knows is somewhere deep inside of her, like get this book and and you'll be able to, it'll help you find it more. Um, And it's not that you don't have it. We always have what we need. It's just knowing how to access it. Absolutely. Yeah, that sounds like just from that one passage, it seems like a, a really powerful book and could be life changing for people out there who, who do need to sort of find their their power and step mm-hmm. into that. Um, yeah, what an amazing like passage that was. It was beautiful. Yeah, I love it. I, I love everything in this book. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to read it and I'm going to get back to you on it uh, because, yeah, yes. it resonated with me. That was great, Jasmine. Oh, thank you so much for sharing that. And uh, if you're looking for something to read in lockdown, give us the mm. name and the author once again. It's Pussy, A Reclamation by Regina Thomaser. Excellent. Now, Thomas, I'll spell Thomas, it's T-H-O-M-A-S-H-A-U-E-R. Great. Okay. That sounds fantastic. I'm going to get my hands on that and I shall report back. (laughs) I can't wait to hear. (laughs) Oh, you always lead me down some great paths, Jasmine. You know, it's like (laughs) you you throw me a challenge every every time you're on and I have to, I have to, you know, explore it and then get back to you. (laughs) 
that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to pique people's curiosity and give them something different. Yeah, absolutely. And you really do do that. So I thank you, my friend. That <laughs> you're was, welcome. That was Jasmine from Conscious Sexuality and you're listening to Lipstick After Dark. Sometimes cheeky, always fun. It's After Dark, right here on Newcastle Live Radio. It's time to welcome back the gorgeous Lucy Peach, our period preacher for the month of August, who is taking us through her philosophy on periods and how it all works month by month. So we're going to start at the beginning today, Lucy, and if you believe in fate, I happen to be on day one of my cycle. So I can start at the beginning with you. <laughs> well, firstly, congratulations. Um, welcome back to your bleed and your body. And how are you? How, how are you feeling today? Yeah, look, a little bit stuffy and, um, and yeah, definitely slower than, than usual. Mm. But, you know, I think that that's okay. Um, yeah. So, but look, you know, it's, um, it is what it is. And I have learnt over the years to be gentle with myself. So mm. yeah, 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 definitely. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It certainly is. So this is what you call the dream phase. So talk us through what that looks like. Yeah. So I think, you know, I'm not suggesting that just because you have your period that you need to spend all week on a couch in a onesie meditating and, you know, navel gazing, <laughs> although that does sound quite good. It sounds beautiful, um, yeah. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Why not? Maybe I am suggesting that. I feel like a lot of what I do is just tell people to have baths and naps and, you know, be kind <laughs> to themselves. Sounds um, good to me. <laughs> it does, yeah. I think, you know, and overall as a culture we're really coming around to the idea that rest and recovery is so important and that you know if we want to reach those highs and we want to um you know really be productive and do all of the things that give us value in society um we we just can't do it without rest and and this is just the ultimate time to really drop into that yeah um and so, you know, yeah, when you think about what you're actually doing, you know, you're, you're letting go. You've, you've made this beautiful lining, you know, this nest inside of your womb that, you know, was preparing to nurture life and your body's decided in its wisdom to let it go. And it is a real time of letting go. And I think, you know, as you said, if you can be gentle with yourself and you can um, just really honour that and kind of be where you are, then it's much easier than fighting it, you know, and trying to sort of be somewhere where you're not. And, you know, when you're letting go physically, it's a really good time to just check in and see what you want to let go of emotionally, you know, to really look back over the month that you've had and to think about what you want to hold on to and what you want to let go of and, yeah. how you want the next month to be different. And, you know, this is a bit of a crude analogy, but I always think about, you know, if you had, if you were a business and you had, you know, $200,000 to spend on a project, you wouldn't just go and throw the money somewhere. You'd really stop and think about where you want to put that. And that's kind mm. of the same with your, with your energy. 
And um, it's yeah. just, I think we're so, um, you know, we kind of had this time in the 80s and the 90s where, you know, just because I'm bleeding, I can still do anything and I can wear white pants and do cartwheels. And, <laughs> and so then we kind of felt like we have to. And, you know, I mean, you can still wear white pants and do cartwheels especially if you've had a nap first and maybe, you know, a warm drink and you're well rested. But, um, yeah, I think just to really honour that slowness and, and to, um, to be there is, is really precious. Absolutely. So what's happening in our body? So we're, we're shedding the lining. What's happening mm. hormonally? So hormonally you've, you've, you've flatlined, you know, the, the hormones that we talked about last week with the estrogen and the progesterone, they've come to um, their conclusion for that cycle and that drop in hormones is what um, causes you to begin the next cycle and to, um, to lose that lining. So yeah. you're really sort of starting from, from scratch again. And if, you know, you don't have as much energy, then that's why and um, it's not going to last forever. And it's obviously, you know, even throughout the dream phase, throughout your period, your feelings change. It's not a static um, sort of phase. And, um, you know, generally those first few days, you're a little bit more tender and you've got lots of inflammatory proteins um, flying around that are causing the lining to to rupture and come away. Yeah. And they can sometimes make you feel a bit achy and sore. Um, and then, you know, generally um, as the days progress, your bleed gets lighter. And, and while this is all happening, you, your eggs are sort of starting to twitch, getting ready to um, go for another round. Yeah. Um, and obviously, you know, I'm just really aware that what we're talking about now is kind of um, like a bog standard period, you know, and there are plenty of things that, can impact your cycle um, that we're sort of not really don't have time to address. But um, I guess my hope is that in talking about, you know, just the, the bare basics that yeah. everyone feels more um, able to talk about their own experiences, you know, because we're all so different. So in the dream phase, uh, what are the important things that we need to do to honour our bodies? Rest is obviously key. Um, yeah, and, um, and a bit of self-care and some reflection. Um, yeah, yeah, because yeah, it is that time, I guess, to just be a little bit gentle with ourselves. Yeah. And I guess, you know, one of the other things that, um, it's a good opportunity for is that, you know, it really asks of you that you, um, are pretty honest with how you're feeling and what you need and, um, and it's a good time to ask for help. You know, I think it's, it's sort of um, ingrained in us that we need to be everything to everybody all of the time and we can't show weakness. Um, but, you know, to anyone listening, I would really encourage you to, you know, just sort of practice saying to someone, you know, when they say, how are you or what's going on for you? Uh, yeah, I'm day two and actually I'm really tired or I need this or I need that. Um, and giving other people the opportunity to, to step in and care for you because, um, yeah, without sort of communicating those things, people can't support you, you know. And That's it, yeah. I think we're all at different points in the cycle um, all the time and, 
you know, if I'm day 10 and I'm firing in all cylinders and you're day one, then it makes sense that I can say, oh, okay, well, you're day one. Let me get that for you. Let me get this. And because I know that when it comes to my turn that then, you know, there'll, there'll be that available for me too. So yeah. saying, saying what you need, saying what you need, this is a really good time to, to say what you need and ask for help yeah. and really – um. Yeah. And I guess in terms of our, our romantic partners as well, making them aware uh, of, mm. of where we're at in our cycle, not just when we have our period and, you know, if that's how you play it, all bets are off for the week, but, you know, actually communicating what that means and what that looks like for you uh, as an individual that, yeah, you are a little bit softer, you are a little bit slower, you do need some help with some things. I'm sure that that information is actually um, a handy insight for uh, partners to have as well um, in terms of being able to understand where we're at. Absolutely. Mm. And, you know, I think there are times when you're going to have more energy and where you might be more emotionally available. Um, And, you know, there are times when you need more from your partner and, and this may be one of them. And so if it is, then having that dialogue and being able to say, you know, where you are and what you need is just really powerful. And I think, you know, most most men that I've encountered, in fact, honestly, 99.999, they really want to have this understanding as well and they really want to be part of um, the solution because I think we all know that, you know, the way we've treated the, the menstrual part of the cycle in particular um, has been um, pretty unkind for a yeah. really long time. Mm. And, um, you know, men who are in relationships with women that have periods, you know, if they, they love you and they care about you, then of course they want to, they, they will want to understand, um, you know, more about what makes you who you are and how they can better support you. And, um, you know, and actually it, it's good for them because, you know, then they know when to ask for help or when to offer help, you know, and, and you can Get yeah, a really lean into that. It. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. I love this chat on the dream phase, Lucy. And uh, what are we going to be looking at next week? So we're so, – Yeah. So next week we've got rising estrogen, which is already starting to rise by the time that your, your bleed is sort of um, on the way out. And now we're really coming out of that sort of dreamy cave and we're really ready to hit the ground running um, and and get into the do phase. Excellent. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, I can't wait to unpack that with you next week. I uh, hope you've got a lot out of this, listeners. Uh, that is the dream phase. Lucy Peach will be back with us next week on Lipstick After Dark to go into the next phase of the menstrual cycle, the do phase. So make sure you're listening next Thursday from 8 p.m. This is Lipstick After Dark. Want some love and sex advice? Searching for the answer to your complex, confusing or downright awkward questions. The queen of the Newcastle drag scene is in the building. It's time for In Bed with Timberlina on After Dark. Timberlina, welcome back to Lipstick After Dark. Hello, hello, hello. How are you? Oh, look, you know, first world problems, um have to do my own hair, you have to do your own washing. Um, look, what can we say? I mean, it's, 
Lockdown's going so well. It is. But what I will tell you this week is that a lot of people have actually had the time to write in to ask the questions because if there's one thing about lockdown that it does, it's self-reflection, isn't it? It really is, yeah. Yeah. So I I really feel the pressure. Um, I feel that uh, we are carrying the mental load of Newcastle sexually on our shoulders right now. So I really need you to suit up for this one because people are relying on us. They're sitting at home ruminating on these problems and it's up to us to bring love and light back into their lives. I feel like I'm ready for this. I'm really ready. Okay. All right. Let's go. Here we go. Dear Timberlina, my boyfriend of almost a year is just about divorced. Mm-hmm. He is waiting for the judge to initial to to finalise the decree. Um, as we've been getting closer, he's opened up about his past relationship with his wife. They were together eight years. He describes her as an alcoholic who turned nasty and violent um, and always wanted to be with her friends acting like a teenager. She suddenly lost interest in their marriage and started doing her own thing and he even thought that she might have been seeing someone else. He finally had enough and moved out. The way he talks about it, I can tell he really loved her and was very heartbroken. Everything he says is negative. When I asked him if he still had feelings for her, he said, it's like having a loved one die. It gets easier as time goes by. Will he ever be able to let her go? If we continue with our relationship, I want to be the one that he wants to be with and loves. And if she was ever to change and get her act together, could he go back to her? Is this possible? Will he ever get over his ex? Signed, his ex-wife haunts me. Wow. I don't see, I think once you go through a divorce, I don't think you go back. Like, no, I feel like he's finalizing something in his life. And once he gets that full finalization that, like he said, it's like grieving after losing somebody. Mm. It's just during that stage. It's been a year. Love, like calm your farm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I feel like once that's done, you're going to be good as gold. And if the relationship works out, it works out. Um, but I don't, he's not going to go back to the ex. You mm. can already, you can already tell that. Yeah. Yeah. In your own question. Yeah. Look, I have, I have many thoughts on this. I believe that what you water grows. So girlfriend, if you are sitting at home and you are ruminating over his ex, she then still has power over your relationship. Uh-huh. Mm. So what I think is that you need to validate his feelings because this can be very traumatic and uh, men tend to kind of hold on to this stuff maybe a little bit longer than women. I think, I mean, look, you don't experience this because you talk to your girlfriends all the time, but we talk to our girlfriends and we kind of vent it out and we kind of process it a little bit better um, than perhaps men do. We tend, They tend to keep it inside, so it keeps sort of flaring up. So he is still healing. You need to be gentle with him, but I think you also do not need to give this monster any food. Yeah, 100%. And yeah, so you are bringing her into the limelight, and that will then mean that she is still a force in your relationship. So I really feel that you just need to um, focus on the positive experiences that the two of you are having together um, that will, you know, help build up his trust that not all women are banshees. 
Yes, correct. I feel like I feel I nailed that. Yeah, you did. You really did. (laughs) (laughs) That one was good. I've got nothing else to add. (laughs) Yeah, tick. Okay. All right, here we go. Dear Timberlina, I was dating this guy about a year ago. We dated very briefly and then sort of became friends with benefits. The last time I saw him, he said something so outrageously hurtful that I just left, determined not to have contact anymore. A few days later, I changed my number um, for reasons unrelated to him. Was it though? Uh, But it took about... I took it as an opportunity to have a clean break. Okay. But during the course of a year, a lot has happened and I saw him at a party and agreed to exchange numbers. Girl, I made it clear that I only wanted a friendship because I was being cautious, but admittedly, I was interested in more. He claimed that being just friends wasn't something he thought he could do. I admit I hoped that this meant something about what was about to happen. Fast forward about three months and nothing has happened except that he sends me mixed signals. I do really care about this guy and I keep thinking about how love is supposed to be patient Mm, and and about giving rather than getting, um, then I'm being jerked back to reality and I figure he probably doesn't mean any of the good things he says and I just want him away from me. How do you, how do I get him to be totally away from me and keep away myself? I am weak and I need someone to jerk, jolt and shake some sense into me. Signed, I need distance. Control, alt, delete. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's all I've got. Control, alt, delete, like remove. Like you need to do like a hard removal ASAP. You need to like remove them from every platform that you have them on. Block, like, yeah. yeah. You need to hardcore get rid of that. That's just toxic. Absolutely it is. This guy is a jerk, right? He's yeah. jerking you around. He's already shown his true colours when he said something extremely hurtful. Now, the great news is, is that Timberlina and I are very, very good with technology. And we can tell you that you don't have to change your number. You just have to go into the contact and permanently block it. That means that you don't get text messages and you don't get phone calls. And then you need to also like delete his contact from your phone so that you don't drunk dial. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Like, and then like, if you've got them on Facebook or like Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, whatever, you need to hardcore delete, remove every, everywhere. Yeah. Everything. If you block, um, blocking is, uh, and I really feel like, I mean, there's unfriending and then there's blocking, yeah. right? I feel this is a block situation. Yeah. And the really good news about blocking is, is that even if they comment on mutual friends things, you don't see it. You don't. It's so good. Yeah. It's like they never existed and they just yep. fly away into um, abyss. Uh, the abyss. <laughs> I feel like we have nailed that one as well. Killing it today. Absolutely killing it. Uh, well, let, let's face it, we don't have anything better to do. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm glad you said that and not me. <laughs> uh. All right. Uh, dear Timberlina, I've been with my boyfriend for over 13 years. Recently, he left and said he didn't know if he wanted to be with me anymore. A few weeks passed and I said, I want to be... Um, And I said, I want to be together in any way we can. And he said, I want to take it slow and be together eventually. (laughs) Didn't you just say that they've been together for 13 years? Yeah. 
Is he in a coma? Um, <laughs> he hasn't lived at home for two months now, although he hasn't um, taken any of his things. We have a child who misses him dearly. When I say that I love you, he doesn't answer back. It's painful and I feel like I don't know where I stand. I'm in so much pain. He's also changed a lot, his personality and appearance. He seems to act young and selfish. It's like he's having a midlife crisis or wants to be young again and single again. Mm. He hasn't really spent a good amount of time with his child in the last year. How do I go slow? I love the awkward silence that we just had. Um, <laughs> if that doesn't sum it up how we need to answer this, I don't know what does. Um, He's taking the piss. I'm just going to say it. Going slow yeah. after 13 years, are you joking? Yeah. And I like, it sounds like, like they're still boyfriend, girlfriend. That's what I got out of that. They're not even married. They're not engaged. Like I feel like... He doesn't know what he wants in life and now he's just going off the handles a little bit. Maybe there's something that's been introduced into his life that's making him react like this as well. Well, you know what? We, we're on the same page because I think we both have a theory as to what has been introduced to his life, do we not? I think so. <laughs> I think it's someone else. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And I think he's hedging his bets. And I think... That if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. And if you're all wishy-washy after that amount of time, then you know what? You deserve love, girlfriend. Piss him Uh off. Yep. Yep. And, um, yeah, after 13 years, this is an absolute joke, I feel. I would be messaging being like, hey, all your stuff's on the front lawn, come get it. I love that. I love that. And we were in lockdown, so we have time to do that. And yep. um, delivery, delivery, sorry. <laughs> yep, 110%. I agree. Timberlina, we have absolutely nailed it today. Um, yeah, so yeah, it's gone a little bit longer than usual, um, but it's because we're bored and um, we're entertaining ourselves. So you're all just going to have to listen. Now, um, you have a virtual drag bingo this weekend, do you not? Yes, I do. Saturday night, $10, $7.30. Um, it's really fun. It goes for about two, two and a half hours. And you sit in your lounge room. I perform in my lounge room. You get tickets at Timberlina. No, timberproductions.com.au. Um, yeah. Excellent. And also, you've ramped up your podcasting. Oh, yes. Pasha and I are now doing a daily podcast that goes for 10 minutes. Just a quick little check-in. Um, we both live alone, so it's great for us to check in with each other and then create some fun with it. So it's really fun. I love it. I love it. And um, so that is called Alive Not Dead, is it not? Yeah, Alive Not Dead Yet. So Alive Not Dead Yet. Look that up on your favourite podcasting platform and listen to these gorgeous queens every day checking in and uh, with each other and you. In this difficult time, I can't think of anyone else that I would rather entertain me. Oh, thanks. That's okay. All right. I will see you next week, my friend. Well, bye. Bye. Sometimes cheeky, always fun. It's After Dark, right here on Newcastle Live Radio. There's one thing about lockdown and time just seems to be on a continuum, doesn't it? I just can't believe it's time to say goodbye for another week. Thanks so much for your company and may you have a slow, languid 
and sexy weekend with your lover or yourself. The possibilities are endless. I'll see you back here, same bat time, same bat channel, next Thursday night. Thanks for your company. I say goodnight with a lipstick kiss. I'm Louise Wilkinson, and you're listening to Lipstick After Dark. Grab your wine, put your headphones on, and relax. It's time to rip open the cover of the sealed section and delve deep. But be warned, it's adults only. It's After Dark with Louise Wilkinson from 8pm every Thursday night, only on Newcastle Live Radio. Thank you.